What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat, episode 90-fucking-five. My favorite year ever. No, it's not really my favorite year ever, but episode 95, we are with an old friend of the show and a fan favorite, Mike Jones, otherwise known as Wax to you guys. And um, Wax and I have done so many of these, and every time we end up getting together, we end up talking for like fucking two hours anyway, so we didn't really have shit to say other than we just like kind of uh, recorded a normal conversation between the two of us. So if you're looking for history about the dude, we did an episode a couple years ago where we covered all that stuff, and you can also hear the history perspective on the episode that we did with his brother, Herbal Tea. So this one is just kind of bullshitting. Maybe there's funny stuff, maybe there's not, who the fuck knows, but I find him entertaining, and we laughed a bunch, so that is what you will be hearing in this episode. That being said, this weekend, uh, or this week, I guess, was Star Wars week. The new uh, episode came out, episode seven. And I'm not like the hugest Star Wars nerd, but I did love it when I was a child. There were two things in the early 80s when I was born. I was born in 1981, and there were two things that were cultural phenomenons that I was heavy into uh, as a really young child. One of them was Michael Jackson. Fucking loved Michael Jackson. My mom and dad got me a like, you know, GI Joe's used to be like a foot tall. And I think the same company that made the GI Joe's made this doll of Michael Jackson in the full red leather getup from Thriller. And it came with a, a glittery glove that would fit a child. And it came with a microphone. I didn't really understand what microphones were, but I was scared to talk into the microphone because I thought it was like a phone that would connect you to Michael Jackson. And I was like terrified to talk into it because I thought Michael Jackson could hear me. And I found that very uh, embarrassing. And so that was one of the things I was into. And the other one was Star Wars. And for me, I'm not going to lie, like when I was a kid, the thing that did it for me with Star Wars was Ewoks because I was a child. And I feel like that third movie was geared towards um, hooking every three-year-old kid into like wanting a pet Ewok. But yeah, I was super about it. I loved the Star Wars series when I was a kid. I had a little lightsaber toy. I had some various Star Wars uh, paraphernalia and toys that's probably worth a bunch of money now that I didn't save because I was five. But anyhow, I like Star Wars. I'm down with it. The ones in the 90s and the early 2000s, at the time I was excited for them. In hindsight, they're miserable. I've tried to rewatch them and they're so fucking bad. But I watched the new one and if you haven't seen it yet, there'll probably be spoilers here. So fast forward past this if you don't want to hear spoilers. I'm warning you right now. I'm going to spoil some shit. I liked this new one and I liked it because it was basically like watching episode four, A New Hope. It was kind of, it it was similar to that movie in that it kind of ran the same plot. Uh, It kind of mirrored that movie and a lot of the plot and a lot of the feeling of it. And you still got some of the old characters, but you're essentially getting to tell the same story just with new characters. And there's this kind of like nostalgia for people my age with that. It was the same thing with uh, Jurassic World. The reason that I like Jurassic World so much this year when it came out is because it was pretty much exactly the same movie as the first movie, just with a couple of new kids and uh, new lead characters. But all in all, it's the same fucking plot points with just different dinosaurs and different people, but the same thing happens. And there was some nods to the first one that make you go, oh, what a cute little nostalgic nod. And so the Star Wars movie, the new one, uh, what, uh, The Force Awakens, kind of very similar to that, where it's identical to A New Hope, just with some new characters. Now, the thing is, I wasn't planning on going uh, opening weekend because I'm not like that big of a Star Wars nerd. Like I didn't do all the pre-order stuff. I thought that seemed crazy. Like, some of my friends pre-ordered tickets to it three months in advance. And I'm like, 
you guys are nutty. That's crazy. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in three months. Uh, like I, I'm not able to plan that far ahead. So I didn't buy tickets, but the night that it was, uh, the opening night on Thursday, I just happened to like be home and I was up at like 11 and I was like, ah, oh, you know, fucking everybody's like going to be talking about star Wars. Maybe I should see if I can get it. There's a, there's an arc light right by my house in Culver city. Shout out Culver city arc light. Swag me out, free tickets, bruh. Um, th- I you can like go on their website and, and it's assigned seats, whatever, whatever. So I looked and I'm looking. They had like 20 showings that night, everywhere from like 7 p.m. all the way to three in the morning. And I'm like, holy fuck! So I'm like looking around for what uh, good seats were left, and there happened to be one good seat literally one seat in the whole theater left and it was on an aisle i like sitting on the aisle in case i have to get up and shit in the middle of a movie or something. i don't know why shit jokes make me laugh uh <laughs> but it was a it was a midnight showing in 3d and so i went and watched it and i tried to get a big ass coca-cola so that i would stay awake uh because i'm an old man and i go to sleep at normal times of night like 11 30 or 12 like that's my bedtime usually because i'm old and i'm boring and so the movie starts and here comes the spoiler. So if you don't hear spoilers, fast forward, but I fall asleep like about halfway to three quarters of the movie in, like I fall asleep for only about five minutes. And I think that probably either a loud noise in the movie or, or my own snoring (laughs) woke me up right in time to see, this is the spoiler, uh, right in time to see Harrison Ford get killed by Kylo Ren. If you, if you didn't want spoilers and you heard that, fuck you. I hope that, I hope you're mad at me right in time to, for Harrison Ford to kill, be killed by Kylo Ren is when I tuned back in and I went, Oh fuck, how did this happen? Like what, like why is, uh, I don't even know how these two met up and I'm just seeing the crescendo of it. So I'm going to have to go see it again, but my mom and dad get in uh, on Wednesday in a couple, or they get in today, I guess, as you guys are listening. So I'll probably go take them to see it again and then I'll figure out how that uh, happened um but overall yeah i would say man it was pretty tight i liked it i'm down i don't usually do movie reviews for the intros but that was the big thing that happened this week and i forced myself to be a part of it and then i kind of got star wars fever and i like re-downloaded all the old ones and i've been watching them and i'm like oh yeah fucking nostalgia brah um so anyway that's what's happening with me this one is coming out a couple days before christmas so yo man merry christmas fucking happy holidays to all all of you people thank you so much for another uh you know the end this is another year of you guys listening it's not really our anniversary time at this time of year but i mean fuck it's like it's the end of 2015 and you guys stuck with us and we fucks with you because of that so thanks guys 95 episodes we're almost 200 Go watch Wax perform Living Foul on the YouTube channel. And uh, after you hear this beat, you can hear us just bullshit about random stuff for about an hour. Thank you, guys. Without further ado, this is my interview with Wax. I try to say this is not a gossip show. This Mm -hmm. is not a, like, tell me about your beefs or tell me who you can't stand or tell me inside stories that would make somebody else look shitty. Because, like, that's just not... You just shouldn't play the game that way. Isn't it weird? Like when, like, does does your brain kind of change a little bit as soon as you know that you're being recorded? Like, well, I was just talking like real to freely, an and now that I know we're being recorded, I'm like, like I just have some. There's some trigger that came on. I don't know what it was. To an extent, but at the same time, I'm also somebody, and I don't know if the social media shit has done this to me, where it's like, I I, I try to be revealing, but like to a degree of revealing, where it's like. It makes people think that I'm revealing, but then I still like hide all of my truly scummy shit. Oh. You know what I mean? 
putting out the putting out the re- revealing the part of yourself that you want to be. I guess like revealing the shit that I consider relatable, mm. but like hiding the dark shit, the really dark shit. Like what? Uh, all the butt stuff that we do. No, I'm just mm. kidding. No, I don't know. I I don't know. Like I would never talk about my sex life on here. I wouldn't talk about. Uh, I would talk about a lot of family stuff, but not like, not like d- sad. I don't know how to explain it. There's just lines that I won't cross. Right, right. The sex one is a big one. Like I try to avoid asking people about their sex life because I feel like that's personal shit you don't need to get into. Right. And that's shit that can get you in trouble. You know what I mean? If you have a girlfriend and you say some shit or you have a wife and you say some shit, then all of a sudden that's when like repercussions can really happen. Yeah, I've heard other podcasts where that has happened before. Like, right. Like a girl hears like them talking about her and they know she knows it's her and what blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Right. You can't even talk. Of, you. I feel like you should not bring up even like an anonymous nameless girl like oh yeah one time with this girl i did this because like that girl's gonna hear it and then she's gonna fucking get pissed at you and so it's just like don't bother with that stuff i mean there's ethics you know there's there's, they gotta consult the podcasting ethics rule book right one rule number 74 or whatever it was is exactly what you just said i think that's rule number 69 hey (laughs) got him uh yeah no, but you're right. I consume too much media, and and I feel like you you consume the right amount of media. <laughs> I consume a lot of uh, intoxicants. Yeah, like my night, my night, my most of my nights are consumed by uh, just kind of getting fucked up and making some food, and 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 maybe I listen to podcasts, maybe I listen to music, maybe I'll make some music, maybe yeah. I'll just strum. I play a lot of guitar now, just strum on, on guitar and shit. Yeah, you drink a lot, huh? I'm trying to cut back, but is it but, one of those, but recently it's been really bad. Is recently it one of those things bad. where you're always telling people that you're trying to cut back? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a problem? Uh, <laughs> that's dark fast. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, probably. Like, but, like if you quit for four days, would you be like, "Oh God, I fucking need a beer"? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never been like that. I don't know. I I, I, I I go for I like I'm doing sober January. Last year I did it too. I'm not drinking in January. Yeah. And like for me it's a big thing. You know what I mean? It's just that at once it starts to be like 6 p.m., I kind of get that little itch. You know really? what I mean? And you just gotta fulfill it. What know? can help with the itch? Uh, you know what helps is it because I've done these like so sobriety periods. Like I do, I've done 30 days a few times. I did 100 days one times. What what helps is like just. Like working out, just making like eating healthy. Like if you just like go, do a complete one eighty and kind of get addicted to jogging instead, yeah. you know what I mean. And if you're if you're working out a lot, it'll make it easier to sleep too. Because I, I have trouble sleeping, you know what I mean. So yeah, drinking helps me sleep. Dude, I've been having trouble sleeping the last couple of days. I, I was on uh, like. You know my hard drugs, Nyquil. No, I was on. No, I, I've, I've used Nyquil just to to ease myself. I was just sick for times. like three weeks, so I was taking Dayquil and Nyquil, and now I don't feel the sick, so I stopped taking Nyquil. And the last three nights, I've like fallen asleep and woken up two hours later, unable to get back to sleep. And I'm like, fucking Nyquil. So. Nyquil, um, Nyquil gives you like a quasi hangover, though. You notice that a little like just make that that weird feeling you feel in the, the morning, morning buzz and you and you, kind of. you kind of wake up maybe later than you wanted to. You know, e- edibles do that to me too. Like right. I was using edibles to get to sleep for a while. I had these little chocolate bars that are like you know you cut them. I would cut them up into what I assumed was like five or ten milligram mm-hmm. doses and take a couple of those. I would be out 
in like 10 minutes, dude. They would kick in so fast, but I would wake up in the morning like after a good seven hours of sleep and still be like totally stoned, I felt like. I bet you had crazy dreams. Not really. I'm yeah. not a big dreamer. Do you dream a lot? I mean, I, I've always considered myself a dreamer. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, have do a you... lot of dreams, yeah. <laughs> But do you actually You may remember... say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but guess what? what? I'm not the only one. That's true. No, I, I, I actually... I'm probably more in your boat. Like I don't rem- remember my dreams usually, but I know that when I, when I've ever done that, I've always had weird dreams. Yeah. When I, had, when I did the edible shit, edibles are too much for me, man. I can't handle that shit. I I like them, but only to go to sleep. Like right, not, nothing for nothing else. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I never remember my dreams. But now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing that I remember I had a nightmare last night, and I'm not going to tell it because telling people about your dreams is like the most boring, stupid shit. But I definitely yeah, some people like it though. I think it's boring to me too. It's boring to me too. I, when people tell me about their dreams, I'm like, why are you telling me this? It's like I was telling you earlier. I'm kind of interested in things that really happen. That's why I don't really fuck with Lord of the Rings. I really right. fu- I, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I've never seen Harry Potter. I don't care about Star Wars, and it's because. I like Indiana Jones because he's a dude. He could that could happen. He's just good with the whip. He's the, just a guy. You know they're rebooting Indiana Jones too. Is it going to still be Harrison Ford? I because the last the the last Indiana Jones movie was fucking terrible. No, it's definitely. I, not. It's, I walked out of the theater. Really? Yeah, it was so bad. You ever thrown a CD out your window? Yes. Whose? Can you do you know them? I I mean probably more than one, but I, there's one that I remember particularly. But no, I'm not gonna name. Yeah, I wouldn't name mine either because I know them in real life now. But there was a CD that I bought as a youngster and threw it out the window, and I and that was kind of the musical equivalent of walking out of the theater. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Damn! So you, the last Indiana Jones was terrible. You, they're gonna reboot it, but it's definitely not gonna be Harrison Ford. I don't think, and and I'm sure the information's out there who's gonna be it, but I don't know. If I remember correctly, the last one they did. It, there was a young guy in it, and I don't think Harrison Ford was the main guy. And I can't even remember it. Was though. it Brendan Fraser? No. Oh, that would have been Brendan Fraser's from Encino Man, right? Yeah, and from The Mummy, so he kind of played a Harrison Ford esque character. Uh, anyway, hey. <laughs> you say you were up on comedy uh, stand up. Who, who who are you fucking with? I'm curious because I think that I'm kind of up on it, but not to the extent of some people. Yeah, when I say up on it, I mean I I, I get up on older shit sometimes too. Oh yeah, same. but but the people that I like like now, and I'm just like anybody who's a fan of comedy kind of has the same sources. Like you'll see like the HBO shit and you just find shit on like the Laugh Factory's Spotify website. Is not a bad you know what I mean? source either. No, no, I no. go on Spotify and listen to quite a bit. I listen to Ron Funches' Funches is how do you say it? Ron Funches. Funches. Yeah, Ron Funches. I should know because my, oh. my last name is Jones, so it'd be like the Joneses, the Funcheses is whatever. Yeah. I listen to his album and I liked it. I like Ron Funches' appearances on At Midnight. He's hilarious on those. I haven't seen that. He's he like See, I'm not up on shit. I started off on a strong streak. Like I watched probably every episode for the first three months of that show. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, w- I I like started letting it get by me, but I'll I'll always try to tune into his episodes because he fucking crushes on that show. Yeah, he, he's yeah. so funny. Um, on the Halloween one, he did the whole episode as Macho Man, <laughs> and, like murdered it. Dude. I haven't seen that. It was so funny, or maybe not Macho Man. Maybe he was being Ric Flair. Either way, he was being a wrestler, and it was like fucking hilarious. Yeah, I got to watch more of that. I actually think the host is funny too. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he's funny. You remember when he used to be on Singled Out? No. He that? Do you remember Singled Out? Yeah, though? with Jenny on McCarthy, a, yeah, and Carmen J- Electra. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, 
And so, yeah, he was the host. He was like the dude. He was their co-host. Oh, he's aged well. Yeah, right? I thought he was a young dude. Illuminati for certain. Mm. Yeah, he's, uh, nah, he's been around since the 90s doing it. Mm. Yeah, so there, there you go. The 90s. Yeah, so what's up with you, man? 90s is like whenever somebody says the 90s, it's, they're always talking about the real shit, you know what I mean? But in that case, it's like, yeah, man, back when MTV did singled out and shit, the fucking 90s. The 90s. Back, back when, when the shit re- was real, man. When real world was the only fucking reality show and that shit was mad real. And people stopped being polite, you, you feel know what I mean? <laughs> Seven strangers. <laughs> oh, dude. What were you into in the 90s? In the 90s? You were a big oh, skater. Oh, man. Yeah, I was... The, the 90s is where, you know, I'm an older dude, so the 90s is where I... I gained most of my musical influences and life influences i was yeah, super into skateboarding yeah. I, the shit they're doing now skateboarding is crazy like if you would like if we could have seen that shit the, like fast forward it like pro skaters in the 90s would look like average simpletons now you yeah know what I mean? right but uh, i was into skateboarding i was into like baggy pants skateboarding you had the big yeah. ass jenko jeans big ass pants yeah big ass yeah. pants i'd like i'd like I'd like ask my dad if I could have his old pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? My dad's a big dude. He'll yeah. just fucking loop the loop the waist, you know, right. whatever. Just tighten the belt. Yeah. Uh I was into hip hop. I was I liked uh everything from like Dre to I liked all the Souls of Mischief. I I loved the Far Side and Tribe and Wu Tang. I was into Gangstar. I loved DJ Premier. I I just liked that New York hip hop fucking loop based sample beat like yeah, I, yeah. I, still premiere has got to be my favorite producer i was into uh i was into the grunge shit i loved uh nirvana you yeah. know nirvana unplugged was a big moment like i remember watching let's go, that let's go deeper into into pop culture though and let's talk about what sitcoms you were into were you a seinfeld guy i would say i was a seinfeld guy later were you a Friends guy? Definitely not. I hated on Friends. What about TGI Fridays? Do you remember as a kid being into like Step by Step or uh, Family yeah, Matters? Family Matters, yeah. The Winslows. Yeah, Full the House. Oh yeah, Full House was was really tight. Everywhere you look, and that the Full House theme. Probably. San Francisco. Shout when you're out. lost out there and you're all alone. <laughs> The light is waiting to carry you home. <laughs> is that really it? Everywhere you look. Oh, yeah. But then they show San Francisco. Everywhere you look. Everywhere is the face. I used to love those, uh, all those, um, game, uh, the theme songs. Yeah, theme songs are great in the 90s. Dude, why the fuck don't they do, they don't really do that anymore. There's not really a lot. There's a time for love and a time for living. Yeah. Take a chance and face the wind. That was uh, Who's the Boss? <laughs> but you know what the thing is, is that now the way that TV shows are consumed where you binge watch them. Uh, you would skip that shit anyway. Dog, I, now, yeah. I, like, yeah, you're right. When I used to watch it and I would tune in every week to catch an episode, yeah, that, that was like the thing that grounded it of like, oh, here we go. The episode's going to start and the yeah. theme song's coming yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, man, when I fucking watch House of Cards or something and they have that two-minute intro i'm like you motherfuckers like take this shit out it's episode six of season three like you i don't need to see this theme song anymore right i've already watched it i'm watching 20 episodes in a row like fuck you my first experience with binge watching was uh the office dvd 
I didn't know that when The Office first came on, like the first few seasons, I didn't know about it. I wasn't really watching TV. I, but I slept on it too. I got with I got a roommate who loved The Office, and she had like the first like three seasons on DVD. This was like when Netflix was still mail in. Right. You know what I mean? So my first experience with binge watching was The Office, and I can certainly say that. When it got at the fourth episode, when it gets that little rock song that they have for the theme of the office, yeah. I didn't want to fucking see it. You know yeah, I mean? no, for sure. You want to fast forward past that shit. Maybe if it was a better song. Right. You know what I mean? I can't even remember how the office theme goes now. And I've seen it's it. Six, every it's episode. that guitar riff that fucks uh, fuck me in the ass. I'm not going to remember it. Uh, I know that I recognize it as soon as it comes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Ben just... You guys won't hear that. Do that again, Ben. Ben just too did and tried to sing it and it was the worst thing I've ever heard. Do it again. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't think it was bad. I I I really wanted to hear it. Legit wanted to hear it. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Are you going to pull it up? I'm going to try. All right. Uh, But But the old theme songs were much more like you gave the songwriter the fucking... the concept of the show and they'd like think about the the concept you know what i mean right because every show had its little theme and this was like the uplifting over overarching theme of the song of, yeah. the, of the show i remember perfect strangers but right. you can see how you do, you don't want to fucking hear that again after yeah. the fifth time. I don't want to hear that fake ass bagpipe rock or whatever the fuck it, that is. It's a it's a, a upbeat four uh, four tempo that can actually have a, it's conducive to having a breakbeat over it and could be wrapped over. Yeah. Hey yo, my name is Dwight, and here's my friend Jim. Here is Pam. Here's Michael Scott. That was kind of hot, but it didn't rhyme at all. <laughs> this podcast is turning out to be like the podcast that we tried to do at your studio. Oh, yeah. So the last time I saw you, you were working on, uh, or that was not the last time I saw you. I've seen you a couple times since then, but. Uh, you put out a record called, uh, I don't fucking, what's it called? Living Foul. It's was, called Living Foul. I was going to say continue. I, I'm a, re- nah, I'm a record behind. It's all good. Yeah, Living Foul uh, that just came out. And you were like, yo, do you want to be on a song? And I was like, I don't really write raps anymore, but sure. And so I wrote a rap for it. And then I came to your studio and you and Davey Nathan were there at doing the Wax and Davey Nathan thing. And... Uh, I recorded the rap, and then you're like, let's do a podcast. And then a Hennessy bottle got brought out or something. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark bottle got brought out, and all of a sudden that was gone very quickly, and it just turned into, like, obnoxious, drunk ramblings. Yeah, we had a we had a couple-month period where we were into Maker's Mark. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that can make you go from completely sober to shit-faced really fast. And, yeah. Because uh, I drink liquor at the same speed I drink beer, because uh-huh. I, I don't usually drink liquor. So right. that little period we had when we were drinking Maker's Mark, it got pretty crazy. Davey doesn't go too crazy with drinking. He's he's a he's a weed smoker. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh but yeah, I never put out that podcast. Thank God. I just remember going like, Oh, this is bad when at some point you were like the drunk guy right in my face and I was like, Yeah, yeah. What's happening right now? Are we battle podcasts? Yeah, I was like I was like I was like in the middle of the podcast, like, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you take over Davey and Lee and I'm like, What the fuck? That was probably the best part of the podcast is whenever that happened. <laughs> All of a sudden, all the you're like everybody's put it out. I was like, I don't think you should. This would be a bad look. This would be a really bad look. Well, I, I used your I used your advice. I didn't put.
put it out. Thank God. People that are fans of my podcast wanted to hear it because I mentioned that I did it, and they're all like, "When are you could put that drunk intuition podcast out." But well, that's like, the uh. thing is, it was one sided because I wasn't drunk. You you were drunk, and so it, it was me trying to like reel you in the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Like, hey, come back, man. Come. It's back. probably funny though. <laughs> come back. There's probably humor podcast. in it. I don't know. It's probably humor. In We've, it. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, w- Let's see. The last time I had you on, I kind of like twisted your arm to have you on here because you didn't weren't you weren't like in a, a, a like promotion process at the time or like mm. you weren't promoting anything. You're just like, yeah, sure, I'll do something. I don't have any new music. I'll do an old song. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really what was going on in your life in 2013 that's different now. Uh, well, yeah, I guess as far as the, that, like I did just put out an album, so I guess technically I'm supposed to be promoting that. How, how long did you work on that one? A while, man. A yeah. while, solid, almost a year, probably yeah. solid year. And and when you say a year, you're like, if if I make a record, it takes me like three years. But I've I work on it maybe a total of eighteen days. Uh, right, as far right, as the recording right. process yeah, goes, you, you know what I mean. And it's just like I just take a long time writing raps in my car and like taking my time doing it. But you like go to a studio every day and work on shit. So yeah. it probably felt a year doesn't sound like a long time to me, but it probably felt like a long time to you. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have I have my own like. Uh, I know exactly what you mean when you say that you work for years and but you only put in certain amounts. Yeah. And plus, like, like me and Davey had that when we had that studio. Like a lot of days, we'd just be making beats. Like we had a kind of like a vision where we were gonna try to sell beats, and we yeah. were doing a lot of writing a lot of pop songs for other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of part of the vision. Half of the vision was making my album, and the other half was just like being producers and songwriters. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was a it was a cool learning experience because I think. The last year, uh, for people that don't know, D- Davey is uh, a guy that I make most of my music with now, and now we live together and we move the studio into the house, you know what I mean? You guys share a queen bed, right? Exactly. No, twin. Oh, shit. Twin. Yeah. You guys we are like very, to be, We like to be close. You guys are very close, like yeah. musical. It's cold, man. Yeah, it is cold. It is cold in LA right now. The human body is 98 degrees, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so is my favorite band. Uh, hey, come on! Hey, fucking quadruple entendre. Um, um, but yeah, so I can't remember what the fuck I was. Saying. You, you and Davey had a studio together. Oh yeah. So so even though we were in this, we were in that studio for a year, and our main thing we got done was my album. But we did a bunch of other shit too. So it's not like every it's not like every day we went into work. We worked on my album. Yeah. And there's a bunch of songs that we made that we halfway finished or didn't make it or like a girl got we had had to singer in there and we're doing a song for her or whatever you know what i mean like so it wasn't like every day we're working on my shit but it it took a while it took a while we did we really tried to go uh just we just wanted the production to be cool and interesting you know it sounds big i listened to it a couple times a few times thanks man. i listen to it every day (laughs) i listen to it uh i listen to it on the way here now listening uh, to it right now yeah we have it on as background music that you guys can (laughs) what how did you feel about the record when it when it was done uh, I felt good about it, but you know, I think for most people, when you're when you're really in the in the process of making it, yeah, you've heard the shit a million times. Then you're mixing it. We like really, we did, we really went tried to go with the mixing, on. mixing yeah. and mastering and all that. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, I don't really want to hear that for a long time because I just listen to these songs a thousand times each. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, but I felt great about. It. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with. The, I'd be like, I'd be happy to show it to anybody. You right. Know what I mean? What's the response been from your folks? Like, or like from the from the people that listen to you? Is it like, 
they're stoked they're stoked on it or is it just like I, you know what i mean i, I don't know no like, I th- yeah then? yeah i know what you mean yeah. it's it's uh, i would say it's overwhelmingly positive that's good i think people like it people like that it's uh it's something different from the last one you know there's always people that there's always gonna be people that want you to do the exact same thing right. all the, like whatever that one thing you do that they like right they don't want you to do anything else but right. you know you got to just do what you feel and 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 i feel like i did that and like i had some i had some joints on there that were kind of just you like unique you know what i mean some shit that i wouldn't have done before right i think some people appreciated that of course there were some people that weren't into it they wanted me to do more just rapping about how i'm gonna fuck your girlfriend and shit like that but, but there is some like classic quote-unquote classic wax on there where you just like bar out in a unique way for like 12 minutes or something yeah that's all you know what i'm saying it's on there you what's know? that song no smoking in the house. That song is, yeah, that song has a lot of very unique bars uh, that are very waxy. Yeah, that's super, yeah, that's yeah. that's back to why I got into rap. Yeah, you know? know what I mean? So that's, I guess that's my question is like, well, like, you know, I had Grouch on here last week and he's been making music for fucking, you know, 20 years now yeah. or something almost, or yeah, 20 years. And so it's one of those things where like, yeah, you have to deal with the people that listen now wanting what they did then or people that are just discovering you now listening to what you did then going like oh i want this is my favorite and and i want more of this and so like do you experience that kind of shit yeah man yeah, yeah. like i i had a there, like I've done so many projects now. Like I did a project in like 2008. And it's crazy how long ago 2008 is now. That's a Jesus long, I Christ. know. Yeah. But like I, I did a whole project with EOM, and I've done tons of shit with him, and that has a certain sound. You know what right, I mean? It's right. his sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there's like a certain camp of people that fuck with me that just re- were mad that he's not on this past album. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and it, and you know people are gonna assume people assume that like oh it's my I. I I made it that way because I, you know what I mean. Oh, I, you guys have beef? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, you guys hate each other now? Yeah, that's no, I'm people, but you know people assume shit like that, yeah. which is obviously not true at all. Yeah, but you know, no, that, you guys have always just, hated each other. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> it's nothing new. Yeah, but uh, I just fucking like to make the shit as I can and um and make the shit that reflects whatever I'm doing at the time and, and do something new yeah. and do something interesting. So yeah, the, how do you keep it new and interesting for yourself? Because th- like you said, you put out a lot of projects. Like, how, how do you stay inspired? It's difficult, man. I'm not inspired. I, it's difficult. I, yeah, I hate it. When you get older, like, you're, it's, you're not as excited by music as you were when you were younger. But, yeah. but then sometimes, like, if you kind of sit it out, don't listen to shit, <clears throat> then you'll hear something and be like, it'll just really resonate and, and they'll make you want to do shit you know what i mean but it but it, yeah it, it is hard to be uh inspired all the time you know that's why that's why a lot of artists and shit like that's why kanye makes clothes you know what i mean yeah. like it, he wants to do something different you know what i mean and, and and people that aren't creative don't get that you know what i mean they don't, right. they don't understand no, why hard. the fuck a rapper would want to write a children's book you know what right I mean? you get to a point where you where you feel like have i said everything that i need to say already you yeah, know? and I've and I've said a lot of for me. I've 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 written a lot of songs over the years that are kind of the same song. Right. You know what I mean, like that, like subject matter wise, like you update it for how old you are and, and like how you're feeling at the time. But like, you know, that's real. And I think that that's something that uh, 
that goes untalked about, but that every rapper goes through, or every musician probably, where you have this subject that uh, really kind of defines you mm-hmm. in a sense, but you want to keep trying to like make the perfect song out of that subject. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, I-, I feel like people would accuse me of that with like writing about just like California summers. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. I-, I always like that's the only happy thing I can write about is like being ha- happy in California right, right. during the summer. You know what I mean? Right. And so, but you you hear a beat, and that's what you think of again. And you want to like try to like retackle that subject and try to make it better than you made it the last time or something. Yeah, and I, th- I think the best example of that, the most clear cut example, is like people who rap about weed. Right. Like imagine how many times like Wiz Khalifa's manager gets requests for features. It's because blah 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 rapper did his album and he's got a weed song. He got a weed song. So as soon as you hear, because I've I've thought like man, what if I could get Wiz and Snoop on this? You right. Know what I mean, like exactly. every weed song. Like so like. How many fucking times is Wiz Khalifa going to rap about weed? But if you're just a beast, like, Pusha T could probably rap about Coke forever just because he so says it in such weird fucking ways. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was the quote that you tweeted the other day from the, I'm the, the L. Ron, Ron Hubbard, Hubbard of the, the covered? Yeah. When I heard that, and, you know, not that Pusha T is going to listen to this, but when I heard that, I was just, uh, to be honest with you, I was just kind of like, all right, dude. <laughs> all right. Are you are well, you the are you the L. Ron Hubbard of the cupboard? Well, you know, like that's what like the way he said it was so like, ah. yeah. You know, yeah, and he probably yeah. said yay real loud and had delay on it afterward yeah. or something. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah, and you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because I'm old. I don't care about shit anymore. When I hear Pusha T as a rap fan, yeah, as a rap fan, I go, man, this shit is cold. Right. But as a 36 year old man, yeah. I said, and he's my age. I think he's maybe thirty-seven or thirty-eight. Yeah, I, I'm just like, this is stupid. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, uh, the first time that I had, but I love the music. I love, I love Pusha T's music. Yeah, he's I love great. It. Like, love it. But if you really listen, and you're just like, like the way he is bragging about stuff, and he probably hasn't fucking sold coke for at yeah, least twenty time. years. Yeah, you can't. You know what I mean? the, yeah, you can't do that anymore. It's like me writing a song about playing soccer. You know what I mean? I played soccer when I was in middle school. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and it's like I said, I, I love I love that album. That yeah. album's great. I, I haven't fucking love to it. the new one yet. And if you listen to Redman's latest album, I love it too. But it's, and he has an interesting way of what you're ta- like going about what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Well, I feel like Redman for me uh, does that just with his rhyme pattern. Like he has, he's been using. Like after Muddy Waters, maybe I don't think he's changed his rhyme no. pattern at all. It's very formulaic, but you know, subject matter is pretty formulaic too. But I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But there's some people that can not, can never change their rhyme pattern. That I'm still in, like MF Doom and Jada Kiss are two examples of dudes that kind of still rap the same. Yeah. But I just I, I could still I could if they rap the same for the next ten years, I'm cool with that. Right. As long as know? they get like one Man's one a- decent beat per project, then it makes it <laughs> worth it kind of. Did you hear that album, Jadakus's album? I haven't that heard was it. A good one. That was uh, a good one. I saw I was I speaking to Spotify, I saw it on there and I was like gonna save it and then I just didn't, but mm. I, I'll probably go listen to it. It's too much music, man. How are yeah. you gonna listen to it all? There's a lot. There's a lot of music. I was gonna say I actually um the first time that I, that I headlined the Troubadour, I happened to meet Push a T outside. Really? As I was walking in to load in. He was selling Coke. And no, you were like, no, nah, I don't. You're like, no, nah, I don't need any I dog. was like, <laughs> I actually need a few bumps for tonight. No. Uh, he was just out there, like, randomly at some other studio with this beautiful woman. And I said, Push a T. And he's like, 
And he was like, ugh. No, I was kidding. He was just like, he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, yo, man. I was like, come to this show tonight. He's like, oh, I can't, which uh, of course he couldn't. But he did start tuning into this show. And so you're fucked because he heard you. And that's it. I don't care. Yeah. You know, maybe he needs, maybe somebody needs to tell him something. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, uh, but, but to, to be honest with you, I, I hope he keeps doing what he's doing because I love the music. Like I said, I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like as a rap fan, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. But as a man, yeah. Like, it's it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, the thought it's just, of it. It just seems ridiculous to me. Like yeah. that's what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. that's what you're doing. That's right. what every song is about. Right, like it seems, right. as a man, there's a couple joints on there that have other topics too. And he he's poetic as fuck. His lyrics are beautiful. But right, you know, every once in a while you you get a line and you're just like, he says he's the L. Ron Hubbard of the cupboard, and it's just like, all right. Which of those? Which Redman album is your favorite Redman album? Uh, you know, honestly. What was the uh, what the dark side? The first one. Oh yeah. no, there is a dark side. There is a dark side. That's my favorite. Which one too. am I thinking of? There's what the album. What that's, the album? That's the one with time for some time for some action. Time time for some time for some action. That's that, like his first one ever. It might be. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Yeah, and then the second album is there is a dark side, and that's when he got. And Money kinda, Waters is the third album. Mm, yes. And he has he always has the intros on all his albums that are kind of the same. Do, uh, Doctor Trevis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've probably told this before, but like. The Dr. Trevis intro, the first, the first Red Man album that I got is There's a Dark Side, and so mm. that's like my favorite by a million miles. And I love man. how I mixed when I you asked my favorite, favorite album, yeah. I mixed two. You're of like, them what up. the Dark Side? I'm like, oh yeah. Favorite first tribe album is Low End Marauders. Stupid. But yeah, the first time I turned that album on and heard like the, this is Dr. Trevis, and I was like, oh my god, this is already terrifying. This album right. is scary. And now you listen to it, it's just like a normal. I used to love albums that felt like that had like skits run through the whole thing you know what i mean I yeah like made that. it a concept i hate that now i hate it i haven't heard a lot of it lately yeah skits are terrible now really i think i don't know i think I, they're less they're less because of the way we listen it's just like it's kind of like what you were saying skits on an album are the equivalent of the theme song while binge watching tv right. because like you just want to get to the meat of it but and it used to and you people listen like song by song they'll go to spotify and they'll find one of the songs that they want to hear Whereas back in the day, you you not by choice, you just had one tape player and yeah. there's one tape. You're not gonna put in one song and tape out the tape. Like you listen to the whole fucking thing just because right. you're not gonna hit fast forward and shit. Right. And now the way that I listen to music with like uh, picking and choose, I I used to be super OCD about I have to listen to an album the full way through. I want to hear it the way that the artist intended it to be heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've re and I've thrown that out the window in the last couple of years, and now I just make playlists for myself like anybody else, or I have like an ongoing playlist for every year. Like I'll just put everything that I like that came out that year. You know what I mean? So there's like my two two thousand fourteen favorite songs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but now, you know, like I'll pluck them out and put them in a playlist. And so like, for example, that the Ty Dolla Sign record, I love that record, Me too. but I picked out my favorite, like four songs and just threw them on my like 2015 fire mix or whatever. Oh, that, that, that album definitely had some skippables. Oh, for certain. Yeah. Every but album. The, but does. the good ones were uh, like amazing. The, my favorite songs I've heard this whole year. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Horses in a Stable, mm -hmm. Credit, Solid, mm -hmm. um, Blase, mm -hmm. all those songs are great. And so I put those on a mix, but the, all of them have like the- the one the one that's before solid the one with jagged edges oh ha huh? oh Hold yeah up. yeah Molly. yeah yeah, yeah right. how the fuck's the uh don't that no feelings no fi something feelings i i gotta i haven't listened to it in so oh, long fuck. now because i go? just plucked off my faves but i know no, i'm thinking of uh, i'm thinking of uh feelings don't catch those i'ma tell you straight hey, uh, up 
do you suffer favor? That's the one with Jagged Edge. I, I, I was just referencing. I'm fucking confusing two different things today. Great. Now, was, now we have to pay royalties to Ty Dolla Sign on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. But point being is that all those have like the skits where he's t- – or not skits. They're like recordings of him talking to his brother in yeah, jail. Yeah. And so now when I listen to him on Spotify and that shit comes up, I'll be in the shower and there's like a fucking 45-second – skit of him talking to his brother and i'm like son of a bitch i wish i could skip this right now but here i am in the shower and i can't mm. and so that kind of ruins the 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 concept of the skit to me i'm like you know you don't need them just don't need them yeah so what what's your suggestion i mean the way i put just out, no like, more skits i got no skits i don't have any my last one i don't have any skits i don't have, I, I don't know like i just trim out all the fat and i just do we don't even we don't do intro songs anymore we don't do beat interludes we just go Here's 12 songs for you. With That's no... exactly what my last one was, just yeah. songs. But this next one I'm going to do. All skits? <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I'm going to do a concept, skit-wise. Skit I think you should just do a Jerky Boys album. <laughs> <laughs> you can't nowadays, man. They got too much. They always know who's calling. <laughs> you know, me and AK do a thing. Like, whenever we get real high late at night, we call infomercials no. and just ask questions. Just, in, just ne- never buy anything. We just ask questions. What, like QVC? Yeah. Like, oh, like get out. Dudes that, dudes that have, like, knife... They're selling like knife collections, and we're like, "Do you oh. do that for real?" Yeah, me and AK do. Do you guys ever record them? Mm, we've videotaped them, and to be honest with you, they're not worth putting out. They're not uh. funny. It's more like something in the moment between us. But <laughs> we never, we're not doing it anymore because what they'll they'll get your phone number and you'll get calls for the next week from like Boca Raton, Florida, asking if you want to buy a fucking whatever. We, you know, no what I mean? way. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I feel like once it, you call them, they're not, you're, you put your number in like a database. I feel. I think that's like a, actually a pretty ingenious idea, though. If you like planned out a script of what, like, okay, I'm going to say this, and they're going to respond, and then we're going to get more and more ridiculous. You know, you got a real idea here. You got a real idea. I thought it was. I didn't even know it was an idea. But I, you, your your business acumen. I think that it's an idea. It I, th- I think you have a real idea here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That sounds like the modern Jerky Boys. Uh, how ridiculous! Have you ever gone back and listened to the Jerky Boys? Not in a while, but I when that when that shit was hot, which which was when that was nineties, right? Yeah, it was when I was in eighth grade, so it had to be like ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. I I could probably remember a lot of it because I really liked the Jerky Boys. I loved back it, in the day, yeah. And I don't think it's, I haven't listened to it recently. Hasn't aged well. Saul Rosenberg. It's probably racist too, huh? Super racist, yeah. very like homophobic. Right. He shot a potato gun at my ass. Right. Like, that guy. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah, right. super homophobic. Um. You know what else? Is wild homophobic. Talking about getting up on old comedy. You ever go back and watch Eddie Murphy Raw? I think. Or yeah, it, yeah. Like, I think it's wrong. Delirious is the delirious. He starts ca- talking about a faggot looking at his ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole first 15 you know minutes is funny. all faggots and looking at his ass. It's like so, I was like, holy shit. It has aged terribly because of that. Interesting experience that I had with Eddie Murphy Delirious. Because when, when I was a kid, I thought it was I thought that was the funniest oh, fucking same. shit ever. When I was like a freshman in college is when I first watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, Eddie Murphy's amazing. Yeah, so a common thing to do on tour is to listen to comedy. Like, yeah. you listen to music on these fucking eight-hour drives and you just want to break from music. And you For listen sure. to a comedy special. Yeah. And I was on in a van with uh, Watsky and his whole crew. Yeah. We kind of shared a band. You probably know a lot of those cats. Yeah, I always but, see, uh, I always see uh, Cootie at the gym, and I accidentally <laughs> I love call, how you pronounce him. That, I, I don't know how to way. say it. I, it's just Cootie. Cootie. Oh, okay. Coo- it's spelled Cootie. Cootie. Yeah. I, well, I, at this point, I just am. Hey, man. Like, hey, man. But it's like, yeah. The first time I talked to him, I was like, hey, Chuck. And you told me, oh, dude, don't call him Chuck. Yeah, man. he doesn't like that. I didn't know that. 
So there you go. Hey, man, it's not your fault. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot and a racist, apparently. But we were, we were in a van somewhere yeah. in the middle. Of, I don't know where the fuck we were. And we were listening to comedy. I was like, oh, we should listen to Delirious. Yeah. And don't, first of all, it's like you said, it says all kinds, right off top, it's homophobic. It starts and, off completely and fucked homophobic. up. Yeah. And if, like, don't listen to it. You have to watch it. Like, to even to even understand, like, why that shit's funny and the way he's walking around. Like, if you just listen to the first half yeah. of it with a, with a bunch of people that are younger and didn't know it at the time and just right. think it's a classic thing. Yeah. And they're, and, you know... That crew is actually relatively um, PC. PC in terms of uh, just kind of like the San Francisco mindset. You know what I mean? So a very for, liberal for, group. Of like people. they they did they didn't grow up with it being cool to say ever say that shit. Right, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. So it, we had to turn it off real fast. And I was like, God damn! Like Delirious isn't isn't the shit anymore. Yeah, what no, the fuck. I I know because I remember Delirious and Rob being like amazing. Yeah. And then I tried to rewatch Delirious, and I had to, and I turned it. I did. I turned it off after like the first ten minutes because I was like, this has aged. Terrible. Yeah, this is. I so still, bad. I still like it. I still <laughs> like it. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it gets good. I like the stuff where he's. I like the stuff at the end where he talks about his family a lot. Like when he starts talking about his his, his the dad Monopoly being drunk. Table. No, it's a barbecue, and he fucking come here, Gus. Yeah. Gus, his fucking uncle's Gus, and his 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 wife's a Bigfoot. Yeah, she's a Bigfoot, Gus. <laughs> I don't remember which which uh, one it's from, but when he That's does like, the Christmas table or the Christmas gift, when he's like, he's like, you know what, uh, Eddie, uh, I ate I ate all the Monopoly pieces. I ate the hat. I ate the car. I ate it all because I was hungry, Eddie. And we had no Christmas gifts. I think that might be raw. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, blah blah blah. Um, wait, what, we really don't have we really don't have a uh, we don't have a plan here. A thing we're talking about today. We don't right? have a plan. Should here I at be all. more? Should I be more like yo? I got an album out. I don't know. Nah, fuck it. That that's really what more of the. Uh, I think that's more of what the the music video is for. Right, right. That's a good point. You know, who knows? Sometimes well, I talked last time. I, I this is my second time on here. I think last time this is we, the fourth one that we've done. Probably not on kind of neat, but we did two previous ones, maybe three previous ones on Knocksteady. So uh, like, I, I think at this point, like we kind of have your history down pat. Yeah, and my, plus we've heard your history from from uh, Herbs's point of view too. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have any history stuff to talk about. So well, you I, know what that means. What does that mean? There's no history. Let's talk future. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the future what's in the future Let, let's talk about that i well, don't know space well, no. let's talk space about... travel whoa maybe whoa um i did see future me yesterday while i was eating breakfast really there was an old man i was at breakfast at a diner and there's an old man that kind of looked like he had my nose and he's like staring at me intently for most of my meal to a point where I got really uncomfortable and i'm talking old man like definitely in his 80s and um but had swag the ghost of intuition. And Doug, he had a Bluetooth in. Yeah, he, he had a Bluetooth earpiece in. And I'm going like, I feel like this is future me. And he just o- overshot it by a couple of years. and meant to go back to 2005 uh, with the earpiece th- trying to fit in. But it's really a 2015. That shit was really like one of those I've fallen and I can't get up things. It was a red life alert. Or say, <laughs> say life alert or whatever. It was a hip life alert, dude. He's yeah. like, yeah, I got a life alert, but it's a Bluetooth. It looks pretty tight. Um, but yeah, no. Okay, so you just moved? So, okay, so, wait, first off, how did you meet Davey? Because we got on that story before we started recording, and then you never really finished it, so. Davey. Davey Nathan is uh, a dude I've been making music with most recently. Like, me and him produced my whole last album. We met, 
What year? In 2010, I did a show at the Viper Room. Oh yeah, and uh, that was kind of when I was trying to, I was you know trying to get in the music industry. And get, like, you play the Viper Room to like have a showcase, and then label people come. Like that's what that room is specifically for, right? That's what it. Yeah, and at that at that time, like. You know, I that's probably the room I would have played anyway, like a two hundred, I think, people uh, there. Or something if it's like that. probably less 150 than that. maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, maybe so one. so like I got a manager and I was kinda like real real in the mindset of was trying to get signed and right. trying to get in the music industry and shit. Yeah. And uh so I wanted to have a dope ass show. You know, I I wasn't doing no basic shit, so I wanted to have really good musicians. We found this guitar player, Angie Swan, shout out to her if she hears this, and I trusted her to find the rest of the band who was they she found because my brother was playing bass for me at the time. Right. So she found a keyboard player and a drummer. And then I found two backup singers, actually. Jess and Jackie, you know them. Yeah, shout but, out uh, to Jess and Jackie. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's just the, the keyboard player she got was Davey. Mm. And Davey always tells the story about when he first met me, how he had a negative a negative first impression on me. Because we met at Amp Rehearsal Studios in North Hollywood. He was in there playing keys, and I walked in. And like I was just like the guy, I was just like a guy he was doing a gig with, like getting some, getting like right. I was paying pretty well for that gig. I wanted it to be great, so I wanted to pay people well so they play well and blah 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 blah. Right. So he did the gig because it was a good good check Paycheck. for a one nighter. Right. And um, I walked in there. At this time, everywhere I went, I had my homie following me with a camera because I was shooting this series called Wax Weekly. This like a constant. Oh. Follow. So I walk in the room and he's Who, just like, Jay? I, well. I had three, J, Casey, and AK, yeah. and each week would be a different person that kind of took care of that, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know who it was that day, but like Davey says, when he, the first thing he saw is I walk in the rehearsal studio with some guy following me, like, and, and he's, he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Who the fuck does this guy think he is, having a camera following him and shit? Right. But, uh, but you know, he we did that show, and we did another show, and me and him just got along, and... uh he came over and we, we we he he actually started working with E before he started working with me. He started like playing keys on on his beats. Yeah. And then you know we just from there he did some shit on my album and then we decided to write a bunch of shit together. He he did a little bit of touring with me, but uh, mostly just production and writing shit. And now we live together. Now he's my roommate. Was he working on stuff when you were when you were on Def Jam? Was he helping you out at all? Uh. I'm sure, yeah, definitely a little bit, definitely yeah. a little bit, but like that, well, he, it's not like Def Jam told him to. You know? Right, right. And so when did you, like, when did you guys decide, uh, uh, like, hey, let's like be a team team? Was that like th- 13, 14? Years old? No, like 2013, oh, 2014. Oh, oh that's, <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> you can, you can say it just like that? That's how I say it. What am I supposed to say? Back in 13? Oh, back in 014? Back in 015? That's a good point. You yeah. raise a good point. Don't fucking question my swag. Yeah, what, at what point? Because you, you say 94, 85, 73. At what yeah. point can you start saying that? Because teens is a weird one. But you say 05, 08, 07. I'm saying fucking 15. We're in 15, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're We're right. about to hit 16. You're right. Why is the teens weird? Because there's not enough syllables. My, okay. Not enough syllables. It's not 25. It's not 35. It's just 15. That's only two syllables. Yeah, yeah. Needs three syllables to sound legit. It's the only one where it doesn't have like... The 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 numbers that are one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah. that doesn't have blah 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 fuck one blah yeah. blah two blah blah, blah right. three it has a teen this teen or whatever um, it does sound weird but we're in fifteen so did you guys decide to be a team in fourteen or thirteen we moved we moved we had we got a studio together what the fuck is it now December it's December we, in in two thousand fourteen we had a, we had that studio in Burbank for a year yeah when we did my album and now now we moved all that shit out and we have it all at the crib. 
It was and, crazy. And he's, he's doing some other shit now, so we're not we're not like working together every day right now. Oh, uh, so you guys had a falling out? You yeah, guys- we had a falling out, and we decided, you know what? Let's let's move in together. <laughs> And we just yeah. have we have we live in a duplex with a wall in between us. You're like just, now that we live together, our relationship we can't is very work. much like Aerosmith and Run DMC's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very rare reference. <laughs> Anybody under the age of thirty will not get that mm-hmm. joke. They're like, "What mm-hmm. is that?" Um, okay, so <laughs> hold on, I gotta get that out of my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, so what's he doing now? He works with uh, Rodney Jerkins. You know Ronnie Jerkins? Yeah, that sounds mad familiar. He used to do a lot of R and B in the nineties. He did he did a bunch of Michael Jackson shit. He did uh, yeah. a bunch of stuff for like Brandy and uh oh, he did um Deja Vu for I don't know if that's Beyonce or Destiny's Child, but did it did uh, all the Ray J's records too? Shit like that. Did, no, I'm just kidding. I I pro but he probably did, you know. He does shit like that. Mary J. Blige. He did a bit he did a big ass Jennifer uh if you are my loving game, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that's good J Lo impersonation. But he did, he did, he's a pop producer, and Davey's an amazing keyboard player. And his what he loves is pop music. So you guys just moved in together? Or, yeah. Oh, the, I was gonna say the thing about that studio is, that was funny is that like uh, it was very warm and inviting inside the studio, and then as soon as you walked in the hallway, it was just like a cold, lonely construction zone, like yeah, post-apocalyptic place. inside. And, but you guys' studio felt very like magenta you know <laughs> well yeah when, and if you weren't there now like what all the studios like it, it's a little less construction now and like all the studios are rented out to somebody yeah and what's happened there now which kind of made me happy to leave also i'm saving a bunch of money by leaving but yeah um with the exception of some people like when you go there on a weekend now mm-hmm. like that whole front parking lot is full of people uh, it's like a constant party like uh, at this place and for me I'll just I'll fuck around and not do any work because yeah. I'll just stay out there and smoke cigarettes and fucking. He's like, oh, you guys are partying. Watch me kickflip out yeah. here. <laughs> Everybody's just fucking smoking weed and yeah. look looking for Molly and like chicks are there and people are riding those dumbass hoverboards everywhere. And that I, sounds fucking fun. Though. I know that's the problem. I I'd like everybody knew me. I'd be out there fucking yeah. Friday Saturday night not giving a fuck. And the thing is, like I when you truly don't give a fuck you kind of ain't shit like I, I i give a i don't give a fuck to a certain level yeah but then i have a, a guilt in the back of my head that goes wait a second dude like your drive you, you have to do something right you, know? you got that little bit of drive left that's i got like... just enough drive to be depressed yeah you know what i mean yeah the depression is where the art comes from though right, i always right. talk about that it really is I but people know. that but people that don't have that drive and are just are i know a lot of people that are perfectly content yeah to to binge watch tv for three days in a row and have no feeling of guilt because they don't have any aspirations you that's, know what i mean yeah that's a weird and i just can't i i there's a i have a jealousy towards that in a certain yeah. light because every time i watch tv i'm always like do i deserve to watch tv right now right you know what i mean right i i but I, I don't have enough to be kanye you know what i mean right. like i don't care enough right to really be you know what i mean i mean the fact of the matter is you care just enough to be wax yeah hey man that, I, that wasn't well said <laughs> <laughs> and so here you are being wax and not yep. being Kanye, but that's fine. It's worked out, man. And and uh, I've I've taken a new attitude towards money. Yeah, I just I don't worry about it as much, and it just kind of like comes. Here. Right, like, I get some here, I get some there. Yeah, and right. like and you know I, I get my little schemes. I sell my merch. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I try. I, I feel like I deserve to make some money for you, putting you in and the Pusha work. T sell coke together. Exactly so, on the on Saturdays at yeah. the at the uh, you're the Elron Hubbard outside of the, of the fucking uh, YMCA. Uh, 
Do you ever do you ever like uh, get nostalgic for the times uh, like the peak times of YouTube and stuff like that and go like, oh man, we were really doing it back then because like now that life has changed and it's everything's a little more settled in. I, I feel like probably those years of like you know oh like oh eight oh oh nine ten eleven twelve mm-hmm. when like YouTube was super cracking. Yeah, you were putting a lot of concentration into that. Yeah, you know. To a certain extent, you have your these like art, artistic peaks and valleys, and that happens in every career. And now, yeah. right, like that was a, a definitive like, you know, there was a big flow d- back then, and that was a peak, I, I guess. And do you ever think like, do you miss that, or do you, are you like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing back then? Well, I look at some of that stuff now, and I'm like, uh, but but I, I actually I actually feel like that I had more of that drive back then. And what I miss about that time period is. When I was first in LA making like videos and shit, yeah. I had a team, right. and my team was Intense Imagination. The same guys just t- Jay, yeah. Casey, yeah. me and AK, and every day we'd be at my house working on shit, doing shit, knocking shit out. And uh, you know now we've all grown. Everybody like all all of them have their own jobs right. that they're doing in their field. You know they're right. not working at fucking like they're they've Those grown. Those were stepping they've stones grown. for everybody. Because yeah. that's the thing. Is yes, that, exactly. It was a stepping stone what, for everybody. When you first establish those kind of teams, everybody's kind of pitching in and working a lot for free because everybody's trying to get on. Exactly. And now and then like yeah, if you're a video dude and you get on and you have a video job, like you don't have time to like work how you used to work on yeah. just like cool shit. You have to do your job. And which they definitely can, which and can they, be cool shit. I wouldn't like a lot of those ca- like I, I wouldn't ask them to do something for free. Right, like exactly. I, f- I have to forcibly pay AK sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. dude, you, you, your your rate is worth fucking ten times as much. Like, let me at least give you two hundred bucks or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. totally. But, uh, you know, fucking, it's all a stepping stone. Then you move along. Now yeah. you, YouTube is a little weird. I put my shit on YouTube and it doesn't get as many views. But YouTube's getting very weird. Mm-hmm. Our, our, I mean, even with our channel, like it, it even if we artwork more consistent it doesn't get the views like it used to even two two or three years ago it's they they've just changed the way they do things yeah i still look at youtube but and i actually as a user when i go to just youtube.com and i see like oh well you know what i like that's yeah. it's kind of creepy but that's cool right. i, I, I want to watch all this shit right Instead of showing my subscriptions, instead of showing the latest shit Tim put up, you right, know what I mean? right, right. But which means I don't watch any of Tim's new videos. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't see them shits. Right. So they lost my view. You yeah. Know? No, that's interesting. And now shit goes viral on Facebook. You know how this shit it goes viral. Viral shit is on Facebook now. Yeah, which is so weird because no and one's don't actually make no, money no one's it. actually watching that shit either. It's just auto plays and then it counts it as a play. I watch some of that shit. Do you? You don't get. You don't ever get trapped on Facebook for at least like a little bit. I watch, do. Watching dumb shit. I do. Like, but I watched a... Uh, I won't admit it, because Facebook's not hip, and I'm still trying to get some young pussy. Is it not, though? <laughs> Just kidding. I feel, like, I feel like Facebook not being hip is a little bit of a myth. I agree. I, I, th- I think young people do use Facebook. I agree to an extent that they do use Facebook and don't admit it, but I think that it's more like Normcore, you know what I mean? But <laughs> the money's in Normcore. Like, if you get... Like, dude, yeah, your soccer moms and, and the soccer daughters and sons are the ones on Facebook, but, like, if you get their money, you got all the money. Right, You know right. what I mean? Like, not everybody can be Tumblr-worthy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, not everyone's yeah. all fucking alt and cool all the time. The money is in the is in normal. Right, so, right. So, you know, I don't know. Because that's the thing is, like, yeah, I'll see people that got a bunch of Twitter followers, and I'm and Twitter is, like, the supposedly, I think, the cool metric. Like, if you got, like, you know, when you're popping, you start getting a bunch of, yeah. of Twitter but I hear, followers. But I hear people saying Twitter's dying, too. Yeah. It's, so I hear a, all that shit. To an extent, it is. But what I'm saying is I see some people that are popping on Twitter that got no Facebook followers. And to me, that says, like, oh, you got cool points, but you don't got any money. You know right, what I mean? right. And that's, like, uh, it's, like, um, Joe Budden. 
had that shit like a year ago where he did a show uh-huh. and there was like three people there. He did yeah. like a show at a venue, like the way we would do a show or something. Yeah. And like he got mad at the person that was out there like, damn, Joe Bunkane ain't got nobody to show. Yeah. The point being, he's probably has a million Twitter followers. Right. But ain't nobody going to see him fucking perform. Yeah, you know right. I mean? And he's not even the best example of that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's sad But like cats, cats, cats might have a f- under whatever amount of Twitter followers and if they got dedicated fans that, that like them, yeah. they might be doing a little bit better. Well, you know and that's I mean? what I think, and I've said this probably a few times before, but that's what I think was like Facebook fans and YouTube fans are the real dedicated ones. Twitter fans, they come and go. The, the, that's well, they, like, might be a, they might be a fan, like you can be a, like I'm a fan of, uh, I'm a fan of Riff Raff's Twitter. Right. I'm a fan of Corey Holcomb's Twitter. Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm not necessarily going to go see, I probably would go see Corey Holcomb, but yeah. I, I, I'm not necessarily going to buy a concert ticket or CD from those guys, but I'll follow them on Twitter because I'm, I'm a fan of their, right. them as a tweeter. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Joe Budden's the same way. Right. That makes perfect sense. And I feel like the people that sit and interact on a Facebook page, those are the ones who are like, they're really going to support, you know Right, I mean? right. So anyway, that's just my personal experience. I could be totally wrong. No, I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that validation. <laughs> it's very important to my well-being. It's like it's like um, it's like Instagram model chicks that have a million followers. Yeah, but like some of them girls. Okay. Some some of them girls are caking out though. I know that for I know that. I don't know how that that world works, they, but they, I know they that make I know a that lot I of see, money per post. I know that I've seen girls that have a good amount of followers on there and some of the stuff that they're doing, they're doing like these weird appearances at yeah. vape shops and oh, yeah, shit. It's strange. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. It's, oh no. It's really I, I can't imagine being one of them. And then you get to this weird appearance at the vape shop. Who are the people that show up to fucking see you? That those 15 guys that just like follow you on Instagram and jerk off to you. Like, those, Oh yeah. Like that must be creepy. No, shit I mean, I've bitches. heard, I've heard stories of like girls doing appearances and, and there'll be a line around the block and dudes will be showing up with flowers for them. And like, and like really wanting to, ask them out on dates and there's a thousand other dudes in the line some sometimes like uh I've, or i've and i heard uh you know they would come with their girlfriends and their girlfriend would just be there while their boyfriend has a fucking thing of flowers for this girl who he like loves from 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 the internet and i'm like what kind of relationship is that like why are you standing in line with this fool like, that's really weird you know what i mean yeah, that's strange but also, like, what does it take to be that dude in line waiting for the appearance to, like, talk to your, your girl who you like all her pictures? Like, wh- what are you expecting from that interaction of, like, hey, man, there's there's a thousand dudes in this line that all look just like you and they all dress the same yeah. and they all have me naked on their T-shirt. But, like, you're the one that I'm going to pick to go home with. Like, is that what they're hoping? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, what's sad is when they get to the front of the line and they see the bitch that looks nothing like she does on Instagram. Yeah, true. And they're like, damn, you're really good at Photoshop. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But it reminds me. It reminds me of. Um, reminds me of a couple of things. First of all, I have I have a good friend that's that's heavy in the porn industry. Yeah. And I've I've been to a lot of parties at his house where all the people there are, are in the porn industry, uh-huh. and girls that do porn are often heavily like half of their life and possessions are supported by these random guys that just exist. Like my homie's girlfriend is is in porn and uh-huh. all their all their furniture, they have this crazy outside deck area with all these fire pits and yeah. hammocks and it's all this one guy. They have like an Amazon she, wish list. Like or a something? registry. Like as oh, if yeah. you were getting married, there's a registry of like a wish list. I think they even call it an Amazon wish list. Yeah, yeah. And these dudes just buy him all this fucking shit, man. It's like it's like why? It's like Yeah. It's but a she'll, thing. they'll do little things. They'll like do little cam shows, yeah. you know what I mean? It's got to be validating to them in some certain extent, but and and you know, who who are we to judge? But I, yeah, to a, to a certain extent it seems 
it seems strange. Strange, yeah. Yeah, it's something that I would never do personally, but if it, if, if that's what does it for you, I used to date a girl that was a, a bartender at a strip club, yeah. and I'd go in there every once in a while just to like say what's up to her. Yeah, and now she and strips. There was always she probably d- does. I don't know. Yeah, actually, she doesn't, but she whatever. Yeah, that's, right. Like you said earlier, we, don't, we shouldn't talk about specific. Right, people. right, yeah, yeah. She yeah. would if she's not going to fucking listen to this, but if she does. She knows it's probably the only strip club bartender I've dated. Right. Anyway, there was dudes when I go in there that were always in there, yeah. and they were like. Like you say, they come in there and with fucking chocolate boxes. Yeah. Like I bought you some perfume from right. Macy's. It's the like it's like, you know. Yeah. And what's fucking what's sad about it is like, the the girls purposely don't fuck those dudes. Right. Because it, the moment hype. the moment they fuck them, the allure is gone. Yeah, and they don't get done. no more free shit. Right. You know? Right. No. Totally. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know, but that. Ain't that <laughs> but ain't that kind of like the rap game? Feel me? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the rap game so bunch t- of hoes pimps and that was the start of a movie i feel like uh, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you see movies on bt and they start off of like yo give me the money and there's a gun in his head he's like yo this shit's crazy let me show you where it <laughs> yeah. started last <laughs> <Yeah>. week <laughs> this is belly two yeah we have not talked about shit and i'm perfectly fine with that sometimes i just like to come on here and talk to my friends yeah that's fine this is the 95th fucking podcast we've done not all of them can be gems yeah <laughs> that's true you is know? this 95 for you 95 Damn. I, at one point i was keeping up with you uh at, we were at the same number at one point and then i had to take like a month and a half off mm. and now you're at like 105 or something well huh? there's really i i should i've been doing my podcast longer and if i did it every week i should have a much higher number actually but the thing is i have no excuse yeah you have to leave your house. You have to get a guest. Yeah. I like I I I should fucking have one every week. You could just record them on your cell phone. Pure laziness, yeah. dude. They got these. Uh, my boy Jay. You know Jay on. Yeah, you know Jay on. I was just texting with him like he, the other day. Did he ask you to do his podcast? I mean, if you want to put him on blast like that, sure he did. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I was trying to figure out if I'm blasting. In a I don't bad know. Way. I don't. I have no idea if he's doesn't trying to matter. Keep it. Yeah, if he's, he if he's he listening, it doesn't. It he doesn't. Did, yeah. My point is that he got this. Sure makes this little mic that yeah. you put in your your charger. Oh yeah. And it's fucking sound. He, he. I did his podcast. I'm the first episode. That and motherfucker. That he goes. Yo. Awesome. He, he goes. Yo, man. I'm hitting you up because I want you to be my first episode. I see you, Jr. No, he didn't. <laughs> I swear, I'll show you the text. Uh, I'll say, uh, I think he did bring you up though. I think he did say he wanted to do. I, for me, I don't know. We we ate at a diner and talked shit. We actually yeah. had a funny. It's actually had some funny shit happen on yeah. the podcast. Why? Like, what happened? Well, uh, no, no, don't spoil it. You listen to Jayon's podcast. Shout out yeah, to Jayon. Yeah, it's called the podcast is called LAX. Davey Nathan did the th- the theme song Hell after yeah. the first one. We went to my house and we did the theme song. That's tight. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it's called LAX. The first yeah. episode. My, shout out to Jayon. So you can do it on a phone. Was the point of that? My my point was to say they got these little microphones now. Yeah. It comes with an app. It's it's a Shure M eighty eight or something, mm-hmm. and the. It's it's a fucking iPhone five battery connector at one yeah. end. It's just like this little mic, and it sounds awesome. That's crazy. It sounds awesome. That's really dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You don't have any excuse other than you know binge watching laziness. Yeah. Do you deserve to watch this TV show, or should you be watching, listening, or making a podcast? How do you keep your podcast going? What the fuck do you talk about? I don't know, man. I'm not gonna. I don't listen to it. I'm not gonna. I lie. swear to God, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I I don't see how like people that know me wouldn't listen to it. Right. It's kind of better if I don't. It's kind of better if it's a stranger. Absolutely. But I, I talk about a lot of real shit. But I I, I also just kind of just talk. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like if if you ever listen to Bill Burr's podcast, I haven't. It's kind of like a 
shittier version of that. I'm not a huge Bill Burr fan. Really? I know he's having his moment right now, but I, I feel like I've been seeing Bill Burr do stand up for almost right. 20 years. Like he had, he had, he was like on HBO and Showtime comedy stuff like 20 years ago when yeah. I was in high school, and I wasn't re- really ever a big fan. I'm a uh, huge Bill Burr fan. I, 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 I could Bill see Burr. his appeal. Yeah, you know, uh, I sometimes I like. I feel like there should be a little more ebbs and flows besides just anger. You know, what I mean, he's so angry yeah, yeah. at everything. Well, what's cool is if you listen to his podcast, you kind of yeah. do get the other side of it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing is I just wonder what, like, how do you, how would you stay inspired it's to talk like, for an hour every time? To me, it's, it's interesting to hear, listen to Bill Burr's podcast because him, him on a stage doing comedy is just like, um, if you knew a saxophone player and you went to watch and watch them play, they know their voice. You mm-hmm. know, they know their stage voice, mm-hmm. and he knows he, that angry guy is kind of what he is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then if you listen, if this if that saxophone player came on kind of neat, and now he's just talking about his day to day life, he's not going to be the same guy that he was playing. Obviously, when you're it's different playing a saxophone and talking. Hey, obviously. shout out to Kamasi Washington though, because Kamasi killed... Washington, great example. Yeah, great there example. you go. He ki- he killed it. I didn't listen time. to that podcast. Was, I saw the performance. He but... was cool, man. Yeah. It was really good. I was I was very nervous on that one, but he was he was great, and he guided me through it. Right, right. <laughs> He's a real spiritual. I mean, guy. I bet you, dude. If you saw uh, a good a good, if you saw uh, like Sean Hannity yeah. at, at his like family's Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, yeah. he's probably not screaming and mad about the gravy. You know what I mean? Right, like, totally. I I bet you Bill O'Reilly is though. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I feel like Bill O'Reilly would definitely scream about that chunks fuck, in the gravy. Yeah, that fuck it, we'll do it live, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, that one? he'd be like, I, "This is not fucking American. <laughs> gravy is supposed to be Turkey smooth. Turkey is fucking dry." Yeah, no, for sure, he would he would definitely be angry at things. Right. Um. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I have trouble even re- thinking of stuff to talk about for these intros, and they're only like five minutes. So I don't know what you would talk about for. An- if I talked for an hour, I feel like you do a good job with those. I- I've listened to a shitload of your podcasts. I-, I feel like you do good. Thanks. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't have anything to say. I, li- I can t- I'll tell you this. Yeah. Two podcasts that I do listen to are your podcast and Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah. In a Mark Maron podcast, I just find where I just click forward to wherever the interview starts yes i I do the same thing with bill burr's podcast the worst episodes are the ones where he has a guest really yeah the worst ones are where he has a guest really yeah he's not he's not like he's not a natural interviewer he's just kind of you know what i mean like he's a he's a ranter right 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 yeah see that's the thing is i like to just ask a question and let somebody else take it away Mm. like those are the easiest ones for me Mm. wouldn't it with this one that's not the impression that i get from listening to your podcast i thought you were more like an interrupter and a talk too much and and only and i make everything about yourself all the time you listened to my intro the other day (laughs) did you listen to my intro the other day i don't think so oh okay i haven't haven't listened in a while i'll listen listen, (laughs) i don't like i don't like I don't, I don't, I don't like listen to you, like, yeah, especially yeah. like the type of podcast you do. Like, yeah. I don't listen to them in order as it goes. I, I listen, I pick, uh, like, I, I'll look, I'll look at my podcast app on, I, on your, for uh, your podcast yeah. and just go down and be like, oh, I, I haven't heard this one yet. Right. I'm the same way with, with Marin. Like, I, right. just, I, I only listen if I want to hear what the guest has to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't need, I'm not somebody who keeps up week to week. You heard the Mike Myers one? No. You should listen to that. I didn't listen to that Mike, one. Mike Myers podcast on Mark Marin's a good one. Really? Oh, actually, maybe I did. I can't remember. How I old I think is it's it? old. Oh. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. The, I, it did listen, the I Michael Keaton one was a great one. Mm. Michael Keaton was great. But yeah, no. So like two episodes ago, I went on a like, it was like my return episode after being off for a month and a half. And I went on a, like a rant at the beginning in the intro because two podcasts in a row, I got negative like feedback from people who don't listen a mm. lot. And they're like, they're like, damn, bro, you get props for this. All you do is fucking interrupt the guests and like interject your feelings. And like, nobody wants to hear that shit. And then the other one was like, 
was like, uh, oh, bro, why, why is your intro like 10 minutes of, of like lamenting about your sadness? You ain't no super villain or some That's shit. That's hilarious. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. But uh, but point being is that I was like, I just covered that of like, hey, fuck you. If you don't like how I interview, fucking don't listen type yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. And so then you clown me for the same exact thing. I was so. just making shit up because I was, I, to be honest with you, I was just like busting your balls. I wouldn't. Hey, that's cool that you're gonna be, be a piece of shit like that. Um, hey, man, it's but, not, at uh, least you let me talk a little bit. You know, usually, you know. Yeah, on this the, one I did. What'd you say? Lamenting? It's just all laments. Yeah, I don't think that he actually that's used what the just, word this lament. Be called, I just, lament. I use that word because I'm very intelligent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one I definitely interrupted and talked over you for a lot of time. And fuck it, maybe that's my. It new is style. Some, it is something to think about. I, I I never noticed it with you, but yeah. when I if you listen to that the Champs podcast, yeah, the early episodes. Like the the one dude Neil the, no well I didn't mind him oh, Moshe. The, he he everything like every time they asked the guest a question it would turn into a story about Moshe Kasher's childhood absolutely and he, it was to me it was like annoying yeah and uh, I don't give a fuck if he was whatever to hear this that's not like talking about somebody <laughs> yeah I, I've been conscious trying to not to talk about anybody but but he's a celebrity you know what I mean you can talk about celebrity he's I a talk celebrity about to an extent I don't think his stand up's good but people do. I don't either. People do, though. And his arms are really hairy. Yeah, I saw that. I feel like you should take a trimmer to that. Wait, aren't you fucking hairy arms? Yeah, but I, I keep it trimmed, though. I keep oh, them clean. On the end? Once a month. you do? Once a month, I run a lawnmower over my whole body. You're like that guy, uh, remember, speaking of the real world, remember Pedro from the real world? Yeah. Not Pedro, Puck. Oh, Puck, yeah. Because Pe- Pedro, Pedro and Puck Pedro was Puck's nemesis yeah. who had HIV and later died of AIDS. Yeah. Uh, so way to bring the podcast down. But mm. yeah, Puck the, from San Francisco season who used to blow snot rockets. What what about him? His, he always kept his hands clean. His whole thing was like, dude, wrist down. I'm clean. Wrist <laughs> down. Totally clean. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Pedro died of AIDS. Yeah, he did, man. Pedro. <laughs> Fucking vote for pedro no more oh for christ's sake some kind of aids joke i don't know so yeah <laughs> people don't die of aids like they used to they man. don't no. they don't it's like almost healed it's kind of more like herpes now also as a heteronormative male it's like if you don't um inter- like shoot intravenous drugs it's like statistically really hard to get yeah yeah like re- like borderline impossible I but, mean, let's be honest. Me and you would probably both have it. If, you know absolutely, I mean? the first time, <laughs> the first time that I ever got an HIV test, I went for my fucking results, and the lady goes, "I was like 21." The lady goes, "Okay, uh, yeah, so the test is negative, which is great because you're a high risk candidate." And I was like, "What? How would she know?" Because they ask you your history: Have you had unprotected oh, sex? All, yeah, have you yeah. done this or that? Like, you know, do you do you get drunk and have sex? Do you use drugs? Whatever. And, I, and she was like. She was like, you know, you're high risk, so just let's let's safen it up a little bit. I'm like, fuck. You can tell by my lack of knowledge that I've never had an AIDS test. You've not? I never. Oh, uh, no. I've had. I just ass- I just assume that if I get AIDS, <laughs> it's funny. I'll kind of like start getting sick. I'm like, wait a second, now something's wrong. I feel like at some point, one day I'm gonna have the flu and I'm not gonna realize it's AIDS. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know that that's gonna happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Like nowadays, I feel like when you're getting serious with a girl, they're like, "Okay, if we're gonna like stop using condoms, you have to go get an AIDS test." And I'm like, "You really think that I have AIDS? Like, come on, this is the this is the this is 15 we're in now. Like, mm. you can't like that. 15 is about the number. <laughs> oh wait, no, I, I thought you meant 15 times. 
I was like, I thought you meant like 15. I was trying to to call back the the 2015 thing. We're in 15. Like AIDS doesn't really happen anymore. But I think that it's also affected by pornography because young girls don't think you're supposed to wear a condom because nobody in the porn that they watch wears condoms. I've definitely had when when we were kids, girls didn't watch porn. I've definitely had more than one girl be. I don't, like when it's about to go down, I'm like, I don't have a condom, and they're like, oh, the fact that you even thought of it makes me feel okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I've had, I've had a couple, I've, I've gone to use one and had girls be like, no, no, no. Yeah, just but the then, fact but that then, you pulled it out. But no, but they, no, I'm saying they tell me not to use it. Yeah, and I'd be like. I, I just fucking met you. I, I'm, yeah, you know uh, what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, when a, when a girl does that to me, I'm like, oh, let's get married. Because it's not like she's tell. It's not like she's like, oh, this one's special. <laughs> oh, this one, I'm gonna tell him not to use one. All the other fucking guys that <laughs> I fuck, I always made use yeah. condom with them. But there's something about that sparkle in your eye. She's eyes. like, wait, you're a white rapper. Don't use a rubber. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's great. Give um, me a little, little. So yes, uh, your album. <laughs> yeah, what's live, it called? It's called Living Foul. Yeah, oh, there you go. It's called Living Foul, and uh, Which is what we're talking you can about. get it, you can get it at fucking any Spotify, iTunes. I'm gonna make some more music videos for it coming up shortly. Which uh, is why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me do this. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, <laughs> Living Foul is on Spotify. Yeah, uh, and you can find it on iTunes, and you can find all that shit. Amazon. You can, fi- you, you can find Wax does not have a very SEO friendly name. If you Google Wax, you might end up like looking at a candle store or you gotta something. do Wax rapper. Wax rapper on YouTube. If you do Wax, I'll be the first couple. You know, it's getting yeah. it's getting a little worse because you know. Oh, sh- you might, might not be quite the YouTube rapper sec- I used to be. Second page. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if you look on Twitter, it's at Big Wax. And Facebook, I don't know if Facebook.com slash wax.com. My website's W A X D O T C O M dot C O M. And the Facebook is just Facebook.com slash W A X D O T C O M. Bang, bang. Instagram, Big Wax. Twitter, Big Wax. Woo. What else did we got? Uh, Spotify. YouTube.com Spotify slash Games wax and Crazy. All day I'm on Spotify. All day you can cop my shit on iTunes. The amount of. Trying to do a DJ Khaled impression, but it's not working. They don't. He's my new hero. They don't want you to buy my album. Trust (laughs) me. Bless up. Bless up. They don't want you. They don't want you to Google (laughs) Wax. Trust me. Bless up. Lion. The secret to success, though, is Spotify. Yo, you loyal. (laughs) Buy your mama house. He's my. He's my favorite celebrity. Buy yourself a house. (laughs) (laughs) Spend some money frivolously. You loyal, you smart. Yeah, he's it's crazy. I want my sound to be accurate. Hey, shout out to Asperger's, you feel me? Uh, On that note, this is Wax. This is a podcast about absolutely nothing, Mm. and that's perfectly fine. My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can follow my man, Ben Shin, behind the boards making the shit sound buttery. Shout out to Ben. I am database, based with two S's. Shout out to Ben and his terrible rendition of the Office theme song. (laughs) That was totally unrecognizable. Uh, You can find us as a unit at Kinda Neat, youtube.com slash Kinda Neat, where you're going to see Wax perform. What song are you going to perform? That was supposed to the be the title like, track, "Living Foul." I, was, perf- I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was trying to think of what the uh, office theme was, and I did <laughs> that bagpipe melody. Do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
He's going to perform Living Foul. Uh, go to the podcast app, search for Kind of Neat, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and a review. And do the same thing for Wax's podcast. Go subscribe to that one. And um, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, my name's Lee. That was Wax. And this was Kind of Neat.